Water, water everywhere. When I think of warm, sandy beaches, I think of tropical climes. The Caribbean comes to mind. In terms of Middle Earth, I suspect Harad is pretty nice at points. Maybe Numenor. Who knows? What I don't think of are broken down towers, abandoned cities, grave robbers, slimy frog people, and hooded invaders. But that's what Evendim, the Great Lake of Eriador, is. A living relic. A devastated kingdom frozen in time, shattered remains coating the beauty of Nanuil with a gloss of history, sad and worn out. And yet I can't stop thinking about how much I'd like to chop down a few trees and build a cabin right here on the lake. Settle down, do a little fishing, make some ranger friends, you know, live the life. It's just that kind of forgotten charm that makes this part of Middle-earth so appealing, and probably why it's never been forgotten. It's Lake Evendim, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. I'm about 100 miles north of the Shire, all the way up the Brandywine, and like I said, this is primo vacation territory. If the rangers had some sense, and maybe a little less pride, they'd rent out these ruins to holiday-goers from all over Eriador, and maybe supplement whatever income they get from roaming around and doing good. Evendim, otherwise known by its Cinderin name, Nanuil, is not so much a region unto itself like we know in the Lord of the Rings Online, it's really just the lake. If you zapped back in time and sat down with Elendil for a cup of coffee, he'd probably just call the area a Numenos, because that's what it was. The lake, beautiful as it is, was just an accessory to the City of the Kings. However, as I hop from island to island, it's easy to see that if Lotro is at all accurate, then Numenos is no more, and hasn't been for some time. Now, such stuff is precisely why I started this podcast. In Lotro, ruins are everywhere. Ages past, poke their faces into the world begging for attention. The history is just beneath your feet. Get it? Like its cousins of Fornost, Weathertop, and the broken-down towers of Rudauer and the Trollshaws, Anumanas and her crumbled statues and abandoned tombs beg for us to learn a little more. And what better companion for exploring ancient ruins than a hobbit friend? This zone is so beautiful right. to look at, and that's the main thing. Golden Star is a longtime Lotro player, community royalty, and co-host and producer of the hugely popular Casual Stroll to Mordor podcast and blog. I asked her to join me and have a look around the lake. It's very scenic. It's really breathtaking. That huge lake, especially if you're able to play on high res. Yeah. It's like the lake glitters and there's ruins in the background. It's a gorgeous zone just to go and look at. The Lake of Evendim is bordered by the array of hills bearing the same name. The hills of Evendim, according to the Atlas of Middle-earth, are more actual hills than the downs of the rest of Eriador. They are sheer, as is depicted in the game, and carry rain and snowmelt down to feed the body of water. The western side of those hills feed the River Loon and send it on its way to the Grey Havens. Perhaps most notably is that the lake serves as the source for the River Brandywine. Brandywine is, of course, the easternmost boundary for the Shire, not counting Buckland, before it passes further south to the sea. Speaking practically, this would serve as an ideal spot for the city of Anumanas, capital of the late kingdom of Arnor, and once seat to Elendil, lord of that realm and its sister country of Gondor. It's a freshwater supply, it's isolated and easily defended, and beautiful. Like Sandals Resort booked up in the high seasons beautiful. 
visually, it's amazing. And it's crazy that they haven't been able to top it yet. Because there's some cool stuff in Moria. And right. Devlin's nice. But they just haven't been able to top, uh, I don't think, Evendim yet. Well, I think like what you said, the 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 sunsets and the sunrises there breathtaking yeah when the sun, yeah i i think that and then the the weather there is generally like big puffy white clouds like it's just it's a great zone <laughs> well are you guys anywhere near uh lake michigan we're right in the middle of michigan oh, okay i grew i i was actually born right on lake huron so oh cool yeah. and I, and I've I've got to I got to visit Lake Michigan once, um, and that wasn't exactly what Evandon made me think of. But I keep comparing it to kind of the Great Lakes because it's like that's kind of as close as we have. At yeah, least I guess maybe that's why I like it. It's sort of like I live in Evandon. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. Close enough. I uh, yeah, I've yet to see the Great uh, Gondorian Towers of Michigan yet, but maybe, maybe <laughs> one day I'll get to go see them. Uh, so you, like me, are pretty big into the books. Um, but the books don't really make mention uh, – it makes mention of it, but you don't really actually get to go to Evendim. Right. They don't – the most that you hear in the books that I – I can recall. It's been a while since I've read the books, but they talk about Anumanas quite a yeah. bit. Um, but not so much the region of Evendim that much. Um, they talk about Anumanas just because it was the first capital of Arnor. It was founded by Elendil. Right. And, and uh, Aaron returns to there after being crowned king. So that's really the connection with the book. I couldn't think of anything else. You may know more than I do, but <laughs> I can't recall anything else that really made the zone, ha- you know, the description other than it has a big lake. Yeah, it has this awesome big <laughs> lake. As Golden Star said, we know that after the arrival of Elendil and his faithful Numenorians, Anumanas was established on the lake as the capital of the kingdom of Arnor. We know that after 861 of the Third Age, when Arnor was partitioned, that the Tower of the West was effectively abandoned and left to rot until King Elisar restored it in the time of the Fourth Age. Perhaps elves lived here once, but short of that, it's speculation. Lotro has taken that speculation and turned it into a war zone, with invaders from Angmar pillaging the remains of Anumanas and the other towers of the lake in search of ancient treasures. If you're a book nerd, I think that's partially why the game is so fascinating, because it just reminds you of these little things. And sometimes it's not even a conscious memory, but while you're in the game and you go into a Numenos, you kind of connect with that. You see how it's all, it's really run down and allows you to imagine what it was like right. when Elendil lived there. Yeah. Right now during our timeline in, in Lotro, it's overrun with Engmarim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a very friendly place to visit. <laughs> I was but. glad that they lowered the, uh, the level of the Engmarim in there. Cause I got, I can actually run around in there with some of my characters without like, aggroing the entire zone it used to be quite perilous to go in. yeah <laughs> let me face the peril yes it that area is important it's got its own map uh Anumanas does in game so yeah, it's huge it's a very significant part of it even though a lot of people may not even recognize its significance so yeah that's why we do this podcast that's right Outside of the city of Anumanas, where the game makers got to have a little fun. To the east are Arnorian ruins, more fortresses now overrun with grave robbers, but to the west is the wild. There are giants there and other such creatures as to make any old adventurer tremble in their boots, and there is also one very peculiar cave. But they had basically carte blanche when it came to creating the zone. Yeah, there was no description, kind of, not like of the Shire where right. we know everything is. I think they've done a fantastic job. 
um, I think it was even better when they added that boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember Golden Star swimming a whole lot. But, <laughs> um, uh, I think that they did a, a fantastic job of, uh, you know, the the east side is almost all barren and ruins and hilly, and then the west side is more wild almost. And yeah. There's giants over there, and there's the um, I always forget what those wolf men are called. Oh, um, the Gowardine. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, and it re- and it fits like you don't get to Evendim. You know, because like you said, you have places like the Shire, which are very iconic, that were very detailed in the books. And you kind of just head up north and you get to Evendim. And it still fits. Like, the land kind of transitions well and Mm -hmm. it doesn't, uh, you know, it's not like you stepped into World of Warcraft or something when you get there. Yeah, all of a sudden, boom, desert. Right. (laughs) But talking about that western side, have uh, have you got to go to the cave of Gwyndeth before? Yes. That is a cool place. I mean, what did you think about that place but also of, of her and her inclusion in the game i don't know anything about her character from the books is she mentioned in the books that i i'm forgetting no she's not at all so that's kind of okay. why i wanted to bring that's it up and for those of you yeah for those of you who haven't played the game on the western side of the lake there's this cave that you can discover you also go there as part of the epic story it's part of the epic quest yes right um and there's this woman there who looks like kind of like a fish would you say she's blue she looks like a fish <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe it's a girly in me. I was like, it's a blue fairy. <laughs> it's what I thought. I didn't think of fish. <laughs> that works, though, because I think fairy is probably closer. Because I, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess most people have decided that she's a Maiar spirit. But it was pretty cool in that they um, included her as this spiritual component to the lake. It's like how ants are kind of the tree herds and the heworns are kind of these tree spirits. So I guess they decided like that. The of the lake kind of a thing. Yeah, why not? Well, what I wanted to to give is it may not be widely known, but the Ronald Doyle questline. Oh yeah, that's in Evendim. It starts in the mid twenties, I believe. You can get the quest. He's in Oatbarton, and this NPC represents J.R.R. Tolkien himself. Mm-hmm. Family called him Ronald. That's why Ronald you're on a first name basis, right? <laughs> you're you're familiar enough to be part of his family. <laughs> Um, there's three quests to it, and all of them refer to um, things from Tolkien, his writings, stories. Uh, the first one is uh, the, about a little lead dog, which is a story that he wrote for mm-hmm. his son when his son lost a little lead dog, and he wrote a story to kind of help him feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second one is referring to um, his writing The Hobbit, and the third one is referring to the Inklings meeting. Um, at the Burden Baby when they used to meet at the Eagle and Child. So uh, that's a wonderful quest line. That's something that folks may not know, or if they did do it, they didn't recognize that this was referring to J.R.R. Tolkien himself. Yeah, because that becomes um, not really trivia, but it's a more obscure piece of, of history for Tolkien because a lot of people come to make the connection between C.S. Lewis and Tolkien but that kind of gets into their whole uh, Inklings group, like you were saying, which is really cool that these these kind of titans of, of literature, if you like, were really good friends and spent a lot of time discussing stuff and over pints of beer. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely something people can appreciate if they have a little bit of knowledge of it. Tinnadir, the last stronghold of the Dúnedain in Evendim. To my left is a colossal statue, and straight ahead is a Numenos. The sun is completing her daily voyage, and in that time when the hills on the horizon are lit and the stars begin to show themselves, Evendim reveals itself. The land dims. 
evenly. As I said before, its elvish name means Lake of Twilight, and one can only imagine how the hills coupled with the lake emphasize that wondrous time of day. Oh look, a sandcastle. Another little hidden thing that's an Evendim that you may not know about is there's a sandcastle on one of the islands. Oh yeah. And I'm not going to spoil it, because when you run into it, you're just like, oh, how fun. Well, I did want to talk about the zone itself, if you if you can't, if, if you don't mind. Oh no, go right ahead. There's um, over 200 quests in Evendim. It was recently revamped. It was revamped in March of this year, 2011. Um, update 2 is the one that... Uh, updated it. The common complaint folks had when the questing was that everything was so spread out. Right. Like you had to go across the zone, kill three ghosts, come back, <laughs> go back uh, yeah. to that same spot, kill three bats, come back. Uh, they really streamlined the whole the whole area. Turbine has done a fantastic job with the zone. So if you have Definitely. not been back to it and are kind of avoiding it because you have bad memories of swimming a lot or running <laughs> around a lot, they have really streamlined the process. There's lots more hubs. They've added um, quest givers that come to you. So if you, f- you finish a quest, like the quest guy will show up. Or you can click on an item and, and advance the quest to the next one. So you don't actually have to go back to the quest hub. Um, there's, it, they've really done a great job. Uh, um, and like I said, the travel around the lake has gotten easier. Mm-hmm. And the reputation with the Wardens of Anuminas has gotten a lot easier. And as it's well. really good gear, too. And I like that, too, because it lets you appreciate the zone itself a little more because you don't get so irked with, you know, the way the quest hubs are spread out or having to run around and do these monotonous quests all the time. You're like, oh, I got to go back. Right. Yeah. So you don't it doesn't leave you with a bad taste in your mouth and you're kind of free to uh, enjoy the zone as it is. So what is it about great bodies of water that so draws people in? even within the confines of a digital representation of a fictional world. Some might say that sheer practicality of having a water supply is what does it, geographically speaking, but I don't think so. Water is vast and open, essential and unending, and like Ulmo himself was there, it calls to us. Perhaps that's what Tolkien found when he put the Dunedain in such a place. Those faithful ones who had come from their island home still felt the call of the sea, and what better place to stake your claim upon history? Let's just hope we get to see it cleaned up one day. Thank you for listening to Episode 5 of the Beneath Your Feet podcast. My thanks to Golden Star for joining me today. You can hear her along with Merrick every week at casualstrolltomordor.com and be sure to check out Merrick's new podcast, Too Long, Didn't Listen. As always, I invite you to look at my blog, LotroBeneathYourFeet.com. In the show notes are some useful links along with some great pictures of Evendim. And from there, you can also follow me on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. Tune in in two weeks' time for Episode 6 when I head to the frosty north of Forakel. This is Shipwreck, and we'll see you next time when we go Beneath Your Feet.